This is Rachel Brody. Rachel, it's Suzanne Delbanco calling from Catalyst for Payment Reform. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Hi. Thanks for calling. Yeah, um, so I wanted to uh, talk to you today about patient-reported outcomes, but before I launch into some of the questions that I have, uh, I wanted to make sure you know we've got an audience listening, and for their sake, it would be great if you could introduce yourself. Uh, Sure. I am the director of the Transparency and Performance Information Programs at Pacific Business Group on Health, or PPGH. I've been at PPGH for almost two decades. I was thinking that's the case because you and I have known each other almost that whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But we haven't had a chance to talk in a while. And when I saw you were working on patient-reported outcomes, I was so eager to tap into your brain and learn more about them because um, having grown up with, you know, a strong belief in the fact that you can really only fully measure quality of care if you're also hearing from the patient about what they're experiencing. Um, when I heard about patient reported outcomes, I just thought, wow, you know, that's, that's what we need in healthcare. We need to in- inject that, uh, further. So can you start though by just, you know, defining for me what patient reported outcomes are and what do they measure that other quality metrics don't? So patient-reported outcomes, or, you know, we call them pros, are basically reports of the status of a patient's health or functional status that comes directly from the patient. And importantly, without interpretation of the patient's response by the clinician, because there's just a lot of evidence that shows that patients and clinicians rate their symptoms very differently. So we typically, we capture the pros through patient surveys. So we're looking at um, assessing a variety of factors. It could be symptom burden, such as depression or pain or fatigue. It could be assessing quality of life or functional status, such as, you know, how well a person can walk up the stairs, how well they can perform just daily activities. You asked about how this is different than other metrics. You know, typically our performance measures are relying on just very routinely collected clinical information such as claims and hospital readmissions, you know, procedural complications or lab values. So what PROMs do is they allow us to assess the effectiveness of a given treatment and whether it resulted in the intended outcomes such as an improved ability to walk up the stairs, if it's a knee surgery, or reduce pain, or how well they're responding to their oncology treatment and whether the doctor is able to reduce, you know, the symptoms that we know happen, such as nausea, fatigue. And all of this is from the patient's perspective instead of pulling from, you know, claims and other administrative data. Got it. So I'm curious how the information is gathered from patients. You mentioned survey, but I know, you know, like with patient experience of care surveys, we always laugh in our house because we'll get a survey in the mail and it says, you know, this is for a visit with such and such doctor. And you don't remember which visit it was, how long ago it was. It's really hard to place it in that moment in time. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. are, wh- how, you know, how are, how is this information gathered and what's the timing? Yeah, that's a great question because we see the same issue and, you know, patient response rates are a huge challenge. Um, We see this in our patient experience survey program at PBGH for sure. Typically for patient reported outcomes, you're going to use either a paper or electronic survey. Ideally, 
you're taking it, you're sort of leveraging those times when a patient is in the office and they're waiting in the waiting room and, you know, the clinical staff can hand them an iPad. Therefore, you're going to get very high response rates. Um, the greater challenge happens when the patient's no longer in the office and you want to conduct a follow-up survey to see how they're doing, how they're responding to their particular treatment, um, and if their symptoms are, you know, becoming alleviated. Patient-reported outcome measures have been used for a long time in research, you know, when you'll have a dedicated staff to engage the patient, track the survey responses, and do follow-up. But we're not seeing, you know, this done on a widespread basis, and we're rarely seeing that the patient-reported outcomes are being used for patient care. I think most of you know, the sort of early adopters doing this work tend to be sort of very small-scale programs, often in academic institutions. Uh, but there's a pretty big gap between, you know, those successful sort of innovative efforts and kind of the reality of the U.S. healthcare market. You know, so we're not seeing industry-wide adoption of patient-reported outcome measures. Now, you make a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. You know, in a study, you go to all this effort to get the data, but in day-to-day -day life, uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, a doctor's office is super busy and they're, you know, uh, balancing lots of different priorities, uh, you know, chasing after the patient to make sure to get a good response rate may not be at the top, of course, unless, right. you know, their payment incentives tied to it or something else. But Well, um, that's exactly where I was going to go. I, I think, you know, we don't have an automatic sort of systematic way, you know, to capture these measures and integrate them with other information sources into our existing data infrastructure. You know, in order to do this in a systematic way, we would, it requires changes to clinical workflow. It requires more robust patient engagement and follow-up and also changes to data infrastructure. Clinicians and their clinical staff, they really feel that these measures are more meaningful, that they're more relevant to their clinical care. But it will require some incentives in order to sort of get them to undertake these new data collection approaches. And I think also, you know, we really need provider buy-in that, you know, they'll sort of do this work, use them in clinical care, and then accept these measures so that they can become successful in the future for accountability purposes. So you were talking about the challenges with implementing patient-reported outcomes I've been hearing them talked about for at least probably five years, if not longer. So are they something that we should think of as in use today, or are they really futuristic? I would say that we're seeing patient-reported outcomes sort of in small pockets around the country, typically in um, academic medical centers. You know, there's a lot of work being done at the University of Rochester where they have integrated patient-reported outcomes into their electronic health records and across something like 20 different departments at the university and demonstrating the use of those measures in clinical care, the value to the providers, and, you know, really doing this in a very successful way. But what we're not seeing is adoption of patient-reported outcome measures sort of in community practices or throughout, you know, a region or a healthcare market. You know, it's just, it's just not happening in a widespread basis, which is what's really important if this is going to truly improve patient experience, 
quality of care and eventually have measures that are robust enough that we can use them in value-based payment models. Well, I mean, the other obvious way that these are so relevant is as a patient, one of the things you would most want to know is how other patients fared, you know, by mm-hmm. going by it or getting the same treatment. We're in the era of Yelp and everything else with all these ratings. These are that much more meaningful than patient satisfaction where you're talking about, you know, the parking lot or, you know, with, with the receptionist friendly. This is, you know, real stuff about outcomes. And, you know, in addition to the desire of providers for this information, I think, you know, it would play very well with most American consumers. Speaking of those who buy healthcare on behalf of consumers, employers, you know, both you and I at PBJH and CPR respectively work a lot with employers and other healthcare purchasers, you know, why should they care about the advent of these measures and try to help spur their, their usage, uh, you know, along more quickly? Well, I think there's a lot of application for patient-reported outcome measures for employers and purchasers, including use in their contracting and payment for direct contracted ACOs, for episode payments, uh, and other employer-led products such as centers of excellence. I think purchasers are also interested in new approaches to paying for drugs and devices. So, you know, our current work at PBGH, we're looking, you know, towards that being a reality. And so we're trying to do everything that we can to expand the capacity for collecting this information and using it, you know, while it may happen first in clinical care, and in quality improvement programs, you know, ultimately, we want these measures to be available for payment and contracting models. Well, and it just seems like the, the technology and other types of cultural norms that could support their use are just growing. I mean, when you think you mm-hmm. talked about University of Rochester and its integration with the electronic medical record, and I'm thinking about you know programs like Open Notes, where patients mm-hmm. can see what their doctors wrote about them during the visit. And soon that's going to become our notes where patients can also write into their own medical records. You know, that could be an opportunity for a patient to fill, you know, answer a few questions about their functional status. And then it's just living right there. So it seems to me that, you know, this shouldn't be a too distant future, but one that's, you know, hopefully right around the corner. So thank you so much for your work in this space. It's incredibly important that you've been helping, you know, pioneer the work in this area because eventually... I hope, uh, you know, this approach will be something that's quite commonplace. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you for calling. It was really nice to catch up with you and tell you about the work that we're doing at PBGH. All right, talk to you soon.